0: couple verses, and then I'll just tell you about the other verses. Is that okay? I would like you to please open your Bibles first to Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Molly. Hebrews chapter 11. Get there, say amen. And then I'm, I'm going to ask you to go to Exodus chapter 20. And we'll look at a couple other verses, but we'll see. I got a lot of verses. I just I needed at least a half hour, so we'll just just talk about some things. Hebrews chapter 11, tell me when you're there. It's one of my favorite verses, but I want to look at it, and I know you know the verse, but I want you to look at it and just think about it for a minute. Verse 6, chapter 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith, we know that the Bible tells us that by grace are you saved through faith. You can't even get saved unless you have some sort of faith. I believe that if a person is longing and looking for Jesus, he'll send his spirit to help you, to give you faith. And you'll believe and you'll know things without even knowing them. But he says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. Now I don't know about you, but we just prayed. And when I prayed, I was praying that God would hear our prayers. What good is speaking if you don't even believe that he's hearing, listening. Why would a person just talk if they didn't believe a person was listening? And that's what prayer is. Prayer is, I believe that God is, and he's able to hear me. And if he can hear me, then I want him to hear me. And I have some things I need to ask God. I have some things I need to, to pray for. I need some people I need to get, need help. There's people with so much prayers they said, unspoken, Lord, my heart. And if you're really going to pray, then you need to pray. If you're really going to talk to God, you need to have faith that He is li- there to listen. Or He can hear you. And, you. and the Bible tells us that we need to get a hold of Him in prayer. And it says right here, without faith it's impossible to please Him. So I don't think that we'll get our prayers heard unless we please Him. And you know what pleases Him? Faith. You know how to please Him? Believe that He is. Look what the reverse says. With, but without faith. It's impossible to please Him. For He that comes to God. How do you come to God, Bill? In prayer, right? You talk to Him. You come before the throne of grace. You know that He is. Where is God? Brian, He's in heaven. Where is Jesus Christ? Seated at the right hand of God the Father. So where do I I focus my prayers? To Him in heaven. I want Him to hear me. How does He hear you? Through the Spirit. His Spirit is given to us to help us to pray. And I believe the Spirit hears our prayers, and because the Spirit is God, it goes into God's ears. And I believe the Spirit sees and knows how you're thinking while you're praying. And if you don't really believe it, why why would He answer it? If you don't really believe that He's listening, or you don't really believe that He will listen, or that He will answer Why would God even answer your prayer? And he says, look what he says. For he that comes to God, and there's the word, must. This is a, I want you to think about this. And especially young Christians, I want you to think about this. If you're going to come to God, do you ever pray for anything? You guys ever pray? You have some needs? Would you like God to answer those needs? Amen. Right. I have needs. We all do, and we want you to. We want to hear from you next week to go praise the Lord. He's answering my prayers. Uh, We like to hear that, and God likes to hear it. God likes to when He loves to answer your prayer, and then you get happy about it. Right, John, and stand up and testify. God is good. Amen. But none of that can happen unless you come to Him, and none of that even matters. How do you? You have to come to Him by faith, and it says, "He that comes to God must." Believe, say it with me, that he, try that one again, must believe that he is, that he is. And that's what this little teaching message is about tonight. You must believe that he is. You must. If you don't believe he is, then you're not going to please him. And if you don't please him, you're not going to get your prayers heard. And if you're not going to get your prayers heard, you're praying in vain. And I, God, I see, I know him. I know him. Joe, I think you know him. Joe, sit there and I'll tell you how great he is, how good he is, how kind he is, how merciful he is, how, pre- how precious he is. And I just want you to look, keep looking with me. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. You seek him by faith in prayer. And that's what I just want you to realize tonight. That you must have faith. And you must believe that He is. And I just want to talk to you about things that God is. Things that God is. And I'm going to go quickly because we don't have a lot of time. If you can jot them down, you can go back and look at them yourself later. A nice little Bible study. Let me just tell you, before. Well, I'm going to give you this first one. God is. You know what, you know what God is? It says in... It says in Numbers twenty three nineteen, God is not a man that he should lie. When God tells you something, you've you got to believe him. Because that's the whole thing that God, you don't. Know, the whole po- pr- point is that we, when God said something, God who cannot lie has promise. So you have to hear what God says and believe what he says is true. God, you said and, what, and I want you to think about this. God, the Elohim, the God of all creation, the unattainable, unapproachable, unknowable, amazing God. Who the Bible tells us, another one, that God is a spirit. And the Bible tells another place that no one has ever seen Him. No one has ever, can approach to Him. He's the in, unapproachable, unpro- invisible, all-powerful, almighty creator of, that nobody can even understand or recognize or anything. He created all things. And He's an entity and a powerful spirit. But He's revealed Himself who He is. Through His Word. And He has bound Himself. Think about this. The Almighty Creator God that can do anything He wants, whenever He wants, however He wants, at any time He wants. He could just go poof and you're dead. He could just poof and this earth be destroyed. He could do anything He wants, but what he did is he bound himself for you. He bound himself in his word. He gave us his word. And that word binds him because he cannot lie. Are you getting what I'm trying to put? This in? And that's how powerful this word is. He bound his own self. All the angels are like, are you sure? You know, and then, are you, God? Are you sure for them you're going to do this? And he and he wants us to hear him, and he wants us to believe him. I'm spending too much time on this. I just want you to get it. But it says in Numbers 23:19 that God is not a man that he should lie. God cannot lie. You know what God also is? Deuteronomy 4:24. And Hebrews. Since you're in Hebrews, are you still there? Look in chapter 12, verse 29. Let me tell you something else. God is. Maybe you didn't know. It says. In verse 29, it says, For our God is a consuming fire. The reason I want you to realize this is because so many people don't even know who God is. They heard about this God, and we talk about Him because we say how good He is. How kind He is. Right, Joe? How merciful He is. How loving He is. And so therefore, all the people that hear that, they just think that God is some... What is it? A squishmallow? What is it called? Squish? Gushmella. You never know what those things are? The big giant pillows are all squishy. Kids love them things. They say my stomach feels like a squishmallow. I'm like, hey, watch. But the thing they think God's just always oh, so soft and squishy. They have no idea who he is. The only reason you know how good he is is because we happen to know him through his son Jesus. And Jesus is the love of God shown. He's the life of God. My point to this is, but God is an all-consuming fire. And also, what else it says is God is a jealous God. Turn with me, if you would, please, to Exodus chapter 20. I'm only going to look at a couple verses because of time-wise. Exodus 20 is one of the Ten Commandments. And I, I, I suggest you get to know the Ten Commandments because they are very, very important to your spiritual, mental, emotional health. They are the Word of God, the commandments of God. If each and every one of us could keep these, we would be perfect. And It was only one man that was perfect. His name was Jesus. It says in um, Exodus chapter 20, look in verse 5. Are you there? It says, Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them. Who's he talking about? Verse 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself to them nor serve them. Why, God? Why is it so important? For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. God's a jealous God. He loves, He created all for Him. Do you understand? It's His universe, it's His world, it's His everything. And He did it all for us. He loves us. And I'll tell you right now, any man worth his salt, if you love your wife, you're going to be jealous of your wife. You're not going to let another man come up close and talk to her. You're not going to let another man flirt on her. You're not gonna, That ain't going to happen to any man that's in love with a woman. It's not going to happen. So as a man, I understand God because he loves everybody the same. And what he says is, I am God. There is no one else. There is no other gods. You, you will worship the Lord thy God. And him only shall you serve. And he says he's a jealous God. So I want you to think about that when you want to do the, anything you want to do and you want to put things before him. Because the first commandment says is, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So I, I don't know about you, but I believe what this ten commandments say. And I'm pointing over there because they're written on that thing. But you can read it right here in chapter 20. Let me tell you what else God is. It says, God is one God. One Lord. It tells us in Deuteronomy 6.4, it tells us in, in, in so many other places, but it says that, God, Hear, O Israel, for the Lord your God is one Lord. And here we have Christianity that says that Jesus Christ is God's Son. And because Jesus said to the Jews, I am the Son of God, they wanted to kill him, and destroy him, and stone him to death. You know why? Because that made him equal with God. And they didn't understand the mystery. There's a Jewish man. His name is Simon Ben... I don't know how to pronounce it. Jokai. J-O-A-C-H-I. If you know how to pronounce it, you can do it. But he is a Jewish teacher, a Jewish philosopher. This is what he said. He said, come and see the mystery of the word Elohim. He said, there are three degrees, and each degree is by itself alone, and yet they are all one, and joined together in one. And are not divided from each other. This is a Jewish man speaking of the word Elohim. And that's what Jesus is. He is the word of God that we t- are told made flesh. So when the, Jew, when, Jesus, when the word of God came to this earth, it didn't just come in, in physical or written form, it came in bodily form. And when Jesus spoke, he spoke the literal word of God, which cannot be broken up. I want to say that God is also a judge. Psalm 50 verse 6. It says that God is the judge of all the earth. And if He's the judge, you're going to stand before Him one day. I want you to realize you must believe that God is. And He is an all-consuming fire. He's a jealous God. He is one Lord, one God. But He's also the judge of all things. And I want you to realize that you will stand before Him one day. And if you don't have yourself right with him you're going to be judged and that's why Jesus came to take your judgment so that you can stand before the Lord God and not be judged for your sin that's a great the Bible calls him the advocate and that is he's our lawyer he's the lawyer Jesus God sent his own son because no one on earth could ever do what Jesus did you know the first man that was ever created what's his name Adam He was called the son of God. He was perfect. He was righteous. He was awesome. Amen. Just the way God wanted him. But he also had a free will. And what did he do? He sinned. And because of his sin, we all have sin. And the whole world's messed up. So God sent forth his son, born of a woman, perfect in nature, perfect in divine holiness, perfect in every way. And he called him the second Adam, the last Adam. Jesus was the last Adam. He came down as the Adam, a next Adam. So that in Him, all could have eternal life. And never die in no sin. In the first Adam, we all die. In the second Adam, the last Adam, we all live. And that's what I want you to realize is, you must believe that He is. He is so many things. For time-wise, God is a spirit. It tells us in John 4.24, great verse. Go back and read it. Jesus said, For God is a spirit. And those that worship him must, must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you you have to realize that God is a spirit and you must worship him in spirit. The problem is, is the natural person, when you were born, you didn't have his spirit. You must be born again and receive the spirit of the living God in you. So that then you can talk to God, hear from God, have a relationship with God. You understand that. That's being when you got saved, when you received Jesus, God took your sin away and gave you the spirit of his son. So the son inside of you cries out, "Abba, Father." So now you have a new spirit inside of you and you want to know God and God wants to know you. And it's a great great relationship. Let me tell you what else God is. God is faithful. He is faithful. You must believe that God is one Lord. You must believe that God is a judge. You must believe that God is the spirit, is a spirit. You must believe that he's a jealous God. You must believe that he's an all-consuming fire. You must believe that he is not like any man. And you must believe that he's faithful. Because it says so in, in 1 Corinthians 10 13. It says, For our God is faithful. It tells us in 1 John 1 9, it says that if we confess our sins to him, that he is faithful. And he's just. To do what? To forgive you of your sin. And to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What would we do if we didn't have that verse? I'm so glad to know that my God is faithful. You know what that means? That no matter when I sin, how I sin, what I do, if I will come to Him, believe that He is faithful, that He is real, that He is true, that He is just, and come to Him with my sin and confess it to Him that He will forgive me and wash me clean you ever have any sin on you how are you going to get it how are you going to get it rid of it only through the blood of jesus that's why we sing this song what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of jesus that's why we talk about the cross. Sing about the cross. Because it was on that cross that paid for all your sin. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for His Son. Thank God for the atonement. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that He did it all. I didn't do anything. I just, Joe, what do you deserve? He deserves judgment in hell. How many times have you sinned? So many. How many times have you sinned? Adam, how many times have you sinned? Even in your thoughts and your hearts. We are so sinful. We're wicked, beyond measure. If we got a little bit of what we deserve, we're going to hell. But God saved me from it. He went to hell for me. He paid it all. Are you kidding me? You mean that's what my God will do? Yes. That's how good He is. It's how awesome He is. never met anyone like Him. There's never been anyone like Him. There never will be anyone like Him. And He cares about you and me. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your King. He wants to be your husband. He wants to be one with you. With me? With you? Think about it. And we treat Him like what? We, we treat Him like... No, I'm not saying a bad word. Thinking about. I'm just saying we treat Him like dirt. We don't even care about Him most of the time. And all He says to do is a couple things... Is the love. Love me. Love me. How can I love you? Look at the cross. Learn about the gospel. Learn what I did for you. I'll give you my spirit. My spirit will start to work in your heart that you can love again. You can truly, honestly love. You can love me. You can love your mother. You can love your father. You can love your children. You can love your husband. You can love your wife. You can even, if you allow me to work in your heart, you can even love your enemies. And we could change the world one person at a time by love. Amen. God is love. First John four eight. Turn there with me. First John chapter four verse eight. Yes, ma'am. First Corinthians ten thirteen. Next one is first John four eight. First John four eight. It's okay. See you, Chris. It's okay. God bless you. We love you. First John, are you there? Chapter 4, look in verse 8 with me. Matter of fact, look in 7. You ready? It says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God, he who loveth not. Knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. A little song there. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. And knoweth God. He who loveth not, knows not God. For God is love. You must believe that He loves you. You must believe that He is love." Because how can you even believe the gospel or believe John 3.16 unless you believe? He that comes to God must believe. You must believe that He is love. Genesis 21, verse 22. First Chronicles 17, verse 2. It says, do all that is in your heart for God is with you. That verse is Genesis chapter 21, verse 22. And First Chronicles. It's talked about Abraham and David. And it said to Abraham, Abraham, do what you want to do because God's with you. And then it says to David, David, do what's in your heart because God is with you. And we know that that was before Jesus. And when Jesus came to this earth, you know what the angel said? The angel said, on earth is peace. Why? Because Emmanuel, God is with you. That was Jesus. It was God is with us. And the great mystery that you must believe that he is, that God is able, God is willing, God is amazing, God is awesome. Those that know him know all this is true. Those that don't know him, I'm praying that somehow they will come to know him. God is merciful. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 31 and many, many other places. I'm just, God is merciful. You know what the Bible says about him? It says his mercy endures forever. It says, that you think about this. It says, His tender mercies are new every morning for you. That means that no matter how much you sinned all day and all night, as soon as you wake up in the morning, there's a whole truckload of more mercies. God is that good to forgive and forgive and forgive. Why? Because He knows you need it. And He's full of mercy. He can't help but love because He is love. He can't help but be faithful because He is faithful. He can't help but be good because He is good. He can't help but be, be, be merciful because He is mercy. God is able. Luke chapter 3, verse 8. Romans eleven twenty three. 23. Luke 3, 8. Romans eleven twenty three. 23. Romans 14, 4. No, you have to write fast. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. When you saw me taking the praises and the prayers, you saw me writing fast. You got to write fast. I know, but listen, I'll give it to you afterwards. It says, God is able. Can you say that with me, ready? God is able. One more time. God, God is able. When we read that verse, it says we must believe that He is. What is He? He's able. Say it with me. He is He's able. You must believe that. What good is your prayers if you don't believe it? What good is Why would He hear you? Why would He help you? Why would He save you? Why would He do anything for you? If you don't believe He's able to do it, He's be able to do above and beyond what we could ever ask or think, the Bible says. He is able. All you needed to do is have faith and believe that He is. He is. He is with you. He's faithful. He's good. He's love. He's kindness. He's have all the good things you could ever imagine. He is. Amen? God is true, John 3, 3, 3. John three thirty three. It says, God is true. God is, the Bible says, God is he which came down from heaven. John 6 33. The Bible says God is no respecter of persons. Acts 10 34. Think about that. God is no respecter of persons. That means nobody comes to God with an advantage. The sinner, the, the, you add anything you want to of sinners, murderers, rapists, the worst of the worst. No one comes to God. They don't, God doesn't look at me and say, oh, Mike, he's awesome. I'm going to listen to you. No, he comes and he, everyone is equal. He's no respecter of person. He doesn't respect, he doesn't care who you are. He only cares if you have faith and will believe that he is. That's all he wants Anyone doesn't matter. Me, you, a child, an old man, a person in prison, ready to be executed for murder. He's gracious to all. He's kind to all. And yet we don't believe him. God is sent to us. It says in Acts chapter twenty-eight, twenty-eight, that God was sent to this world to save us. Jesus is our Savior. Amen. Let me give you a couple verses. What God is not. Ready? The Bible says God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God is a living God because He lives in me and everyone that's alive. That's Matthew 22:32. 32. God is not the author of confusion. If you have confusion in your life, if you don't know what's going on, that is not of God. God is not the author of confusion. God is the author of, of absolute... I'm trying to think of the word. I just got lost. He's absolute uh, uh, in order. God is a God of order. Not of chaos. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. The Bible says, For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Nobody gets away with anything. Nobody gets away with anything. You might say, yeah, well how come I'm trying to do good and this person and that person hit the lottery? Trust me, God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. It says, God is not bound. 2 Timothy 2.9 God is not mocked as Galatians 6, 7. God is not bound. That means nothing holding him back. He can do anything. That's 2 Timothy 2, 9. God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. God is not unrighteous to forget your labor. He remembers everything, good thing you've done. Every good thing, no deed goes unseen from God. When you do something out of love, God sees it. And God rewards it. So don't ever think, oh, well, I do all that and nothing happens. God is, think about this one. God's not ashamed to call you his God. That's found in Hebrews 11:16. 16. God's not ashamed to call you his God. And how many of us are ashamed to tell someone that we love Jesus? How many of us are ashamed to hand somebody a gospel tract? You hand it and you run. Here I run. How many people are ashamed to stand outside and let everyone know? I believe in God. Jesus wasn't ashamed when they stripped him naked and beat him for your sake. He took it for you. Because he's a real man. He really loves. can't be a real person, say I love you, and then ditch the person next week. can't be a real person person say I love you and then next thing you know you're not talking to them that's a phony it's a hypocrite God is none of them God says I love you he means it to the end and he shows you he is a God that is above all gods he is a God to be trusted he's amazing let me tell you what What else he, the, the, I want you to turn and we'll finish this time 1st Timothy 3 16. one of my favorite verses in the Bible I love this verse because let me just think about, think about this as we're turning there to 1 Timothy. Romans 1.18 says that God is revealed from heaven. Romans 5.5 5 says God is shed abroad in our hearts. 1 Corinthians 3.17 says God is holy. Galatians 3.20 says God is one. Romans 6.23 says God is eternal life. I want you to we're going to look at 1 Timothy 3.16. We're going to finish at 1 John chapter 5. But 1 Timothy 3.16, look what it says. It says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was. <laughs> we know what God is. Let me tell you what God was. All right? God was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was preached on up into the Gentiles. He was believed on the world and he was received up in the glory. God was revealed who he is. And all that Jesus is, is God. I love the verses that say in 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1 and 2. It says that he is the expressed image of God. When his friends said, show us the Father and that'll be okay for us. And what he said, have I been with you so long? that you say, show us the Father? You see me? You see the Father. When Moses was asked by the people to give him something to drink, he went to God and said, they're thirsty. And God said, Moses, take your rod and go to the rock, which I'll tell you, and I will stand up on that rock. I want you to smite that rock, hit it, and out of it will flow water for the people. So Moses did, not knowing what was going on, he went, God was standing on that rock. Nobody could see him. And Moses smote that rock. He hit God, really. Of course, we know you can't hurt God that way, but it was representation of, of the Jews smiting Jesus. But out of that rock flew water. And then a little while longer, a little, little, little longer, they wanted water again. And God said, now Moses, go to that rock and ask it. Just ask it for water. So Moses went, but Moses was in a bad mood. He was in a bad attitude. He was like, it's late. When's he going to shut up? And so he went to that rock. Instead of asking it for water, know what he did? He hit it twice. Oh, water came out, but it didn't please God. And Moses never got to go into the promised land because of that. But my point is, is that now we know who Jesus is. The mystery of God. We know who he is. We don't guess. We don't think. We know who he is. For we know. For we know who that God is. Jesus said, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, well, some say you're this, some say you're that. But He said, who do you say that I am? And Peter stood up. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. I know who my God is. I know what He is. I know what He can do. And when I pray, I want to pray with that faith, knowing that He hears me. And whatever he answers is his will for my life because I trust him. I trust him with my body. I trust him with my soul. I trust him with my spirit. I trust him with my wife and my children. I trust him with you. I trust him with everything. Because God is. God is able to do above and beyond what we could ever ask or think. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. It's a time for you to... Believe in the Lord that you say you believe in. Put your faith in Him and Him alone. No religion died for you. No church died for you. Only a man named Jesus Christ died for you. And rose again for you. And is coming back for you. And He's the only one that will hear your prayers. Call upon Him now and say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Help my unbelief. Ask Him. Say, help my faith, Lord. Increase my faith in you. Say, Jesus, I want to be saved. Jesus, I need to be saved. Jesus, save me, a sinner. Call upon the name of the Lord and thou shall be saved. Lord, I pray for anyone that's out there at the sound of my voice that they would trust in you, and you alone, and call upon your holy name. The name that is given to us the name that is above every name, and call upon Jesus and say, Jesus, save me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. I believe in you that you died on the cross for me. I believe you suffered and paid my debt. I believe you were buried, went into the lowest parts of the earth, and three days and three nights later, You arose from the dead. And I believe you're here right now alive because I feel your presence and spirit. I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. I put my faith and my trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.